Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Capes and Japes. Happy spring. It's the first day of spring here. Um, and it feels a little bit springy. Not very, but a little bit. I mean, trees, trees have flowers. Hey, you love to see that. Wildflowers starting bloom? I saw two ah. coyotes today. <laughs> it's spring. Yeah. Wildflowers and wily coyotes. <laughs> As we know, the harbingers of spring. <laughs> um, the classic spring animal, coyotes. Yeah, you know. And you might be saying, aren't coyotes a year-round animal? Yes. <laughs> that is also true. In this way, they harbinge every season. <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're just out there harbinging. Anyways, today on Case and Japes, we wanted to continue our journey through the Guardians of the Galaxy, who we have not talked about most of on this podcast yet. And I wanted to talk about Mantis because it's sort of a wild one. And I know that's been true for, like, everyone we've done so far. Like, it's been a series of very odd characters with odd histories. But Mantis is... I don't know if she's the weirdest one so far, but there is a lot to unpack. Um, So, Mantis, known only as Mantis, uh, that is her... It's not her given name, but we'll get into that. But that's the she doesn't have like another like secret identity. She's just Mantis. Um, was created by Steve Englehart, who is also the writer who created uh Star Lord originally. Um, go listen to last week's episode if you want to hear about <laughs> the many iterations of Star Lord. Um, and artist Don Heck, um, and she first showed up in The Avengers in 1973. Um, so, the story is, she's the daughter of a Vietnamese woman, um, and a German man named, uh, Gustav Brandt, who is serving with the French army during the Vietnam War. Uh, he falls in love with this Vietnamese woman. Uh, they have a daughter. The woman's brother um, is, like, a local, like, crime boss, uh, is unhappy with his sister, you know, having a relationship with a white European um fair they're doing war in your country <laughs> they're do they're they're doing war in your country um they're they're doing colonialism to you um he uh has his like his underlings try and uh burn their house down um and mantis's mom is killed um her father survives but is blinded, um, and, uh, Mantis survives, but her dad is like, well, I, uh, 
cannot raise this child on my own. I'm going to leave her at a temple. Um, I'm just sitting here trying to figure out how this ends up with her in space. <laughs> oh boy, no, it's a it's a long road to space. I'll tell you, everybody, just kind of chill out for a while. She's not going to get to space for a little bit. <laughs> um, the fir- The first space connection is that the temple he leaves her at um, belongs to a, uh, a Cree-like order of monks um, who are searching for a uh, figure called the Celestial Madonna. Oh shit, that um, starts early, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, that, that part's there from the beginning. Um, a Celestial Madonna, who is a figure that is prophesized to, uh, give birth to a, uh, Celestial Messiah, um, who is going to become, in some way, the most important being in the universe. Um, the, so these monks these these cree sort of priests um are allied with uh an alien species called the uh kotati um who are those are the tree people right yes those are the tree people um i read one event because billy and teddy were in it (laughs) yeah 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 um I had to look up a bunch of the non-Billy and Teddy stuff that happens in that event for this, because I was like, I didn't care about that part, but now it's relevant to Mantis. Um, But uh, yes, they are the tree people. They are, um, in in a weird, convoluted way, partly responsible for the uh, Kree Skull War that has been ongoing for, like, thousands of years, because... They are, like, plant people who were cohabiting with the Kree on their planet. Um, and the Skrulls show up, uh, and are like, Hey, we're the the Skrulls. We're, they're at this point just, like, chill. (laughs) Um, they're like, we're the cool, chill Skrulls. Um, we want, uh... To see if you guys want to be part of our emperor empire. So, like, they're still doing imperialism, but, like, not, like... Is there such a thing as consensual imperialism? Or is that just, like, a coalition? A great question. Um, I don't think it's a question comics is really interested in answering. They're, Probably like, they're not, not doing war, so it's good. <laughs> they're not doing war yet. Yeah, um, but they're, they're like, so we want one of these species to, like, be the representative of this planet, so we're gonna, they, like, devise a, a test to see, like, which of the, the Cree or the Kotati are, like, you know, have, like, more to contribute, um, and they end up being more impressed by the Kotati and the Kree are really mad because they've just been ignoring these tree people for, you know, as long as they've been living on this planet. Because they're like, they're just tree people. 
Um, but they, uh, you know, like, the Kree, like, the Skrulls, like, take them to this moon, and they, like, create this, like, you know, beautiful forested landscape, and the Skrulls are like, wow, that's amazing, you guys rule, and the Kree get really mad about it, um, and, uh, kill all of the Kotati, um, and the Skrulls are like, hey, fuck you guys! (laughs) Um, and then they hate each other forever and ever and ever. Um, I mean, I feel like the scrolls are kind of, um, justified. Yeah, no, I mean- Just like, hey, I did just see you do a genocide, so I don't- Like, right, right I think we are enemies. I, we're not, we're not chill. Um, but a, um- Few of the Kotati manage to survive, and they, uh, form an alliance with this, like, you know, band of Kree monks who are, you know, against the, you know, everything that the Kree did to the Kotati, like, against, you know, the general kind of, like, warlike nature of the Kree. Um, so these, uh... Monks basically uh, take care of the surviving Kotati on Earth. Um, And the reason that they're looking for the Celestial Madonna um, is because the, uh, supposedly, the Celestial Messiah is going to be born from the Celestial Madonna um, getting pregnant by the, like, leader of the Kotati. we're it's 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 gonna be a whole thing um simultaneously while this is happening um they also uh believe that uh, i think like a separate sect um believes that moon dragon might also be the celestial messiah or the celestial madonna um and then uh it turns out she isn't so which is, like, I mean, you know, she's a lesbian, so she probably wouldn't want to get married to a male-gendered tree person. <laughs> Moon Dragon's just like, mm, no thanks. No, I don't think so. Um, so Mantis grows up with these monks. Um, they teach her, uh, martial arts, um... Also, like, various kind of, you know, ways to, like, regulate her breathing. Like, like use sort of uh, martial arts training and, like, meditational techniques to, like, push her body past its normal limits. Um, and she also has some, like, mild psychic abilities. Um... primarily she can uh sense people's emotions but she also has like some like limited precognition um i'm not sure where this came from um because i don't think it's something the monks like taught her so i get like maybe it's just part of the celestial madonna thing like it's just like you're the celestial madonna so you get this Um, but anyways, they, uh, teach her, uh, until she's an 
a young adult, I assume like 20-ish, um, and then they go, okay, now, uh, in order to become the Celestial Madonna, you also have to have normal life experiences. So they replace all her memories of, like, the Order and the alien stuff and the Celestial Madonna thing with memories of being, uh, an orphan living on the streets, um, and they send her out into the world, uh, where she, uh, she becomes a, a sex worker and also, like, a waitress at this, like, bar in, I believe, uh, Ho Chi Minh, um, and this is where she is, uh, sort of brought into the Avengers, um, because while she's working there, she meets, uh, Jacques Duscane, uh, the swordsman, uh, the, uh, guy who, uh, taught Clint Barton how to shoot arrows, or taught, taught him how to use a sword, and then another, like, circus performer taught him how to shoot arrows, um, and then, uh, Clint realizes he's, like, embezzling from the circus, and he's like, hey, and, uh, Jacques, like, beats the hell out of him, and then runs away, um, and then he tries to join the Avengers, um, Hawk, Clint's there, he's like, no! <laughs> uh, no way, um, he, like, it turns out that he's, like, working for the Mandarin anyways, and then he turns on the Mandarin, and then the Avengers are like, okay, I guess you can be on the team since you proved yourself by turning on the Mandarin, and then he's, he's like, nah, I don't think that's a good idea, and then he just sort of does, like, mercenary crime for a little bit, and then when he, uh, meets Mantis in this bar where she's working. He is at a kind of a low point. He feels like, you know, pretty upset with his lot in life. He meets Mantis. He falls in love with her. Um, and she is able to, uh, convince him to try again to go back and join the Avengers. Um, she goes with him, uh, and ends up also joining the Avengers, um, when he does, uh, and the two of them are a couple, but it's, it's, it's Rocky. Um, so Mantis, while she's on the Avengers, uh, is, I feel like would probably be, like, pretty much unrecognizable, um, if you are exclusively familiar with, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, like, MCU Mantis, um, because it's, like, her main thing is being a martial artist. Like, that's the primary, like, contribution that she makes, is, like, that she's this very skilled martial artist, um, she is fully human, um, she has her, like, little antenna, uh, but they're, like, th just her hair. She just has little, like, anime, like, hair antenna. Um, she's, uh, the name Mantis, um, 
was, uh, I think, given to her uh, by the priests to reflect kind of uh, like mantis fighting style, which I think is like a Chinese martial arts discipline, but sure. Um, and so also, just like Kung Fu Panda. Just like in Kung Fu Panda. Um, and also the fact that she uh, is like extremely capable of uh, destroying male opponents, like how female mantises bite the male's heads off. <laughs> Um, just she's she's so good at just biting men's heads off. She uh, actually can't be stopped. She will bite those guys' heads right off. Um, so this way, like she presumably has like a different name that she was like given as a baby, but uh, we don't know what that is. As far as I know, it's never been said. Um, it might like. It it might be nice to, you know, since, uh, like they did with Karma, um, in X-Men, finally giving her, like, an actual, like, Vietnamese name, it might be nice to give Mantis an actual Vietnamese name, but she's also, like, at this point, like, so far removed from, like, the Vietnamese parts of her backstory that, like, maybe it wouldn't be as relevant. But I I think I, maybe it would be good. But yeah, so she's, like, a martial artist. She has um this, like, gold and green dress um and these kind of gold, like, wrist and, like, uh, like, forearm and, like, leg wraps. Um, and she's barefoot. And, like... The whole thing it looks like a little bit, you know, like, ooh, sexy, dangerous martial artist lady. Sort of exacerbated by the fact that, uh, what her personality, um, is, I mean, it's different from what it, like, becomes later. Wildly could not be more different from how she is in the MCU currently. She's, like, very sort of, uh, arrogant, um, and, like, kind of, like, haughty and abrasive. Um, she also refers to herself exclusively in, uh, third person, um, which is something that she picked up from the priests who all did the same thing. Um, she usually refers to herself as, like, this one. Um, so it'll be like, ah, this one senses danger approaching. Um, which is, like, like, I, I get, it's sort of like an alien thing, but it also kind of, like, reinforces the, the sort of image of, like, oh, like, you know, oh, she can't, like, speak English fluently. It's just, like, a little, like, th the whole vibe is a little weird. Um, while she is on the Avengers, they end up fighting this, uh, terrorist group called, uh, the Zodiac, um, who are, uh, 12 people who are all obviously named codenamed after the signs of the zodiac um and they're for <laughs> sorry i shouldn't laugh the 
thing that they're doing, um, that the Avengers are, like, going to go stop when Mantis is with them is <laughs> they're trying to kill all the Geminis in Manhattan. Why? Um, cause, like, just to, like, just to make, like, an evil statement. Like, not even to accomplish anything, just to be, like, we're evil, we, like, we're trying to amass money and power, like, you know, whatever. Fear us. Um, (laughs) just killing all the Geminis. Like, so, I don't, like, how did they pick which one? You know, like... Spin a wheel. They spun a wheel. They're like, oh, Gemini's. Um, but, uh, when they fight the Zodiac, um, Mantis discovers, uh, that her father, um... Is a Gemini. She does not remember. Her father is a Gemini. Um, no, her father, who at this point she does not remember, um has become a Libra of the Zodiac um, because he, he lost his eyesight in uh, the... Uh, oh, and uh, Justice is Blind. And Justice is Blind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so she... Uh, they realize this. He, I think, recognizes her... Um, and is uh able to tell her what happened um that she doesn't you know remember explain to her the whole thing about the uh priests and you know everything okay but how does he recognize her she was a child when he left she was a baby um me i i like were the monks like sending progress reports yeah like it's texting and pictures um, well, he wouldn't be able to see the pictures. He's blind. They'd have to be, like, audio recordings. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah. Um, but, uh, she... Basically, the important thing is that she regains her memories of, you know, her actual childhood, um, and all of that. Uh, and I think her, like, the dad later gets, like powers to like manipulate the balance of the universe um and he like helps rick jones during uh the destiny war in the 90s um weird weird trajectory for this man um yeah but uh mantis uh meanwhile has some like struggles in her relationship with uh Jacques the swordsman uh because she is uh developing feelings for vision um which uh who hasn't who truly who among us has not um vision does not reciprocate i believe um or if he does, he doesn't, like, act on it in any way. Um, but, uh, Wanda is mad that, uh, this woman is flirting with her man. Um, 
Jacques is upset that, you know, Mantis is, like, flirting with somebody else. Um, it's, like, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole mess. Uh, and then... Sounds like the Avengers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, Kang the Conqueror shows up, gets word of this, uh, Celestial Madonna thing. Um, is, like, okay, I... Like, reveals that, like, actually all of his plans, uh, have been centered around trying to find the Celestial Madonna, um, because he's, like, she's gonna give birth to the most important being in the universe, um, and if I am the father of the most important being in the universe, then I will also be the most important being in the universe, um... Which, like, first of all, no, Kang, gross. Um, but also, like, I don't think that's how, like, a prophecy like that works. Like, I think it, it's it's not like whoever has a kid with this woman, it's like, that's gonna be the celestial messiah. It's like, at some point in this woman's life, circumstances will align for her to give birth so the most important person in the universe. Um, hey, you miss every shot you don't take. I mean, I guess that's true. Um, but also, I like, think- Like, hey, Mantis, you want to uh, go out to dinner and maybe just hang out, get to know each other? Do you want to go to- Do you want to just see how this plays out? I. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice. I mean, if he, if he had done that, it would have been fair. Um, but instead, he- uh, He's, like, he knows it is a woman who is on or associated with the Avengers. So he's he's narrowed it down to uh, Mantis, Scarlet Witch, and uh, Agatha Harkness, and kidnaps all three of them to try and uh, figure out which of them it is. Um, what kind of test do and- you run to figure out who a Celestial Madonna is? <laughs> Great question. Uh, do not know. Um, he, uh, however he does it, he manages to figure out it's Mantis, uh, and then Swordsman, who had, uh, initially been, like, left behind, um, at, like, the Avengers mansion because Kang like kidnapped these three women and like kidnapped or incapacitated the rest of the Avengers and then he was like this guy's not important I'm just gonna leave him um so Swordsman shows up to uh try and rescue them and uh basically like sacrifices himself to save them and is killed by Kang and then as he's dying uh Mantis is like Oh no, I really did love him, and now he's dead. Uh, his, his brave sacrifice made me realize it. Um, and, uh, he dies, and they bury him, uh, and then they have, you know, some, uh, some continued Avengers stuff. Um, and then she, okay, so they realize that the uh place where they buried swordsman is actually like 
the home of the leader of the Kotati. And he is able to, like, psychically, like, basically possess and, like, reanimate Swordsman's body. Um, and finds Mantis and is like, hey, it's me, um, your destined husband. Do you want to marry me and then we can, you know, have a baby and create the celestial messiah? Um, and Mantis, despite how, like, deeply off-putting this is, is like, sure. I guess. Yeah, okay. I mean, like, I get that she's, like, been told, like, for, like, her whole life that, like, this is her destiny, so maybe she's just, like, resigned to it. But, like, if a tree alien possessed your- telepathically possessed your dead ex and was like, now we can get married, like, I'd be like, no, dude, this sucks. I mean, I guess they have a second chance now? Like, second chance, but it's not the same guy. I mean, maybe it's kind of the same guy. Maybe it's a little bit the same guy? I don't know how this works. I guess. Sure. I mean, um, like, maybe he can, like, access the brainwaves of swordsmen? Maybe. You know, maybe it's it's one of those weird... Th- they love to do weird stuff with <laughs> brain patterns in Marvel. Um, Like, kind of uh, the vision is based off of Wonder Man sort of thing. They're kind of the same guy. But they're also kind of their own guys. Yeah. Um, so the two of them, they get married. They have a double wedding with uh, Vision and Wanda. Um, and then they sort of uh, basically like ascend to a higher plane of existence. Um, and their spirits leave Earth to uh, go live happily ever after. And have a baby. Um, after this, weirdly, um, Steve Englehart leaves Marvel and writes for DC for a little bit. Um, and when he's writing for DC, he's writing Justice League and he has Mantis show up. Um, she, like, uh, is in, like, a spaceship that, like, crashes on Earth and the Justice League find her and help her. Um, she's pregnant, she's green now, which I think is initially, she's green now and she has, like, real antenna instead of just hair antenna, and I think it's initially, like, oh, her physiology is changing because of her, like, alien baby, and then later it's retconned that she, like, because she, like, you know, like, had sex with a Kotati and she has a Kotati baby. She's like part plant now and she also has like new plant powers. Um but she like her she gives her name as Willow uh in Justice League, but it's like obviously Mantis. Um and then after that he goes and uh writes uh a series for Eclipse comics called Scorpio Rose where she shows up again now having like with her child um and her name is Lorelai <laughs> so it's just like wow this was really just like Steve Englehart's Blorbo 
Good for him. You love to see it. Just put your Blorbo in everything. Yeah, you know, live your dreams. Um, so eventually Steve Englehart, I think Steve Englehart comes back to Marvel, but also Mantis does. Um, and she, uh, the Kotati ask her to give the baby to them so they can raise it and teach it, you know, uh, important Kotati things. Um, and, uh, she shows up, she goes on an adventure with, she, she does give the baby, also the baby's name is, uh, Sequoia, um, called Koi, or I assume it's Koi, because it's short for Sequoia, it's Q-U-O-I, um, but it's funny because it's also like, Qua? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like Qua? every time I see them, I'm like, Qua? <laughs> but presumably it's Koi. Um, so, uh, she goes on an adventure with the Silver Surfer, um, where they have to fight the elders of the universe. Um, and the two of them also have a brief, uh, romance. Um, and Mantis is seemingly killed in an explosion. Um, but it, uh... Turns out that she actually survived, um, but sort of, uh, Princess Tutu style. She was, like, split into, like, five different mantises who each represent, like, a different aspect of her personality. Um, and, uh, they all end up going on, like, their own little avenger adventures. Um, the one of them does join... The West Coast Avengers. Um, what it, and like, also, they all like assume that they're like, they don't know that there are five of them. So they just like, as far as each of them knows, they are Mantis. But, uh, they end up reconstituting, uh, basically because, uh, Thanos kills, uh, like the extra. It, it kills, like, each of the mantises, um, because, I think because he is, Thanos is not a fan of the celestial messiah thing, because it's, you know, he represents life, and Thanos is obsessed with death. I don't know if he's trying to, like, he wants to kill Mantis, which would, wouldn't do anything, she already had the baby. Um, so, it, like, you can't prevent that. Um, but, uh, anyways, he ends up killing a bunch of the, the various mantises, and as he kills them, they kind of reconstitute into one complete person again. And, uh, there's, like, some weird thing where it's like, oh, it turns out that she, uh, actually, like, she, like, technically died when she, uh, went to space. Um, to, like, with her husband, but, like, she, like, built herself a new body out of plants, um, and now if she's ever killed, she can just, like, build herself a new plant body again. Um, she, uh, decides to go, uh, be with the Kotati to be involved in her son's life, um, there's a, uh, 
very brief uh appearance where she uh shows up as like she's evil now and she's married to Kang and she wants revenge on uh the Avengers and her father and the like Kotati for like controlling and manipulating her all her life which like frankly I would like I would be pretty mad if I was her so I can't blame her um but it like does come like really out of uh left field and they later retcon it to be like uh oh no actually it was a um it was like somebody else who got it was a uh space phantom who just uh got like brainwashed into thinking that they were mantis um so sure comics i suppose um she shows up in like a a couple other avengers like crossover things um we see that her like son is like you know growing up uh becomes like a you know a a teenager uh she does she does hook up with vision um at some point and then she's like oh this uh this guy is super not over <laughs> his wife um never mind honestly fair um and then uh she turns up in guardians of the galaxy uh where she is uh for some reason arrested by the kree um and she becomes part of this uh mission in annihilation conquest that we've now like mentioned several times where like peter is like you know, assembling this sort of, like, suicide squad to try and, uh, stop the phalanx. Um, and after that, uh, they decide, well, they don't exactly decide to continue being Guardians of the Galaxy, because what happens is that Peter decides that they should continue being Guardians of the Galaxy, and then asks Mantis to help him gently psychically nudge everybody into saying yes to the proposition that they continue being guardians of the galaxy um which uh when they find that out they are not happy um for obvious reasons um so mantis is uh in the early uh like Issues of Guardians, kind of, like, more of, uh, like, support. She's not, like, a field team member. She, like, kind of, you know, stays on their, uh, their base on Nowhere and kind of, like, helps them out and gives them advice, uh, and stuff like that. She has, at this point, um, from what I can tell, changed pretty drastically from her initial appearance. It's still, like, it's still also different from her MCU version, but, like, this version of Mantis seems, like, a lot just kind of, like, chiller. Um, like, more of kind of, like, ooh, she, she's, you know, like, kind of, like, mystical and wise and psychic. Um, so she, uh, 
she goes on like some various missions with the guardians um she ends up leaving the team like one of the many times that they break up um and after that kind of just like shows uh like is still like friends with all of them and like peter like comes to her asking for advice um but is like sort of in the background um as i understand it uh a couple years ago as we mentioned uh at the top of the episode um well near the top of the episode uh during empire with a y uh which was a uh big space crossover event um that involved the uh scroll the the cree and the scrolls um working together because the uh kotati had decided <laughs> that they'd had enough and they were going to destroy all non-plant life in the universe so uh mantis's son koi um is you know being kind of uh trained by the kotati to do this um and mantis attempts to psychically communicate with him to be like hey don't do that <laughs> um and uh it it it's it sort of works he he like ultimately i think like rejects her but then also uh the kotati obviously do not uh they end up they like uh find like a remote planet where the kotati can live peacefully um and like koi is like satisfied with that arrangement um it's like a little bit weird to me because like for all the fuss about like the celestial messiah the most important like being in the universe it's like was that it (laughs) maybe he just hasn't gotten there yet it's true maybe he hasn't gotten there yet it's something that i like i do find very funny um about like mantis's whole storyline is the fact that she like she has this kid and it's like there's so much time that's spent with like she has this son and they know that the son is the celestial messiah but they like truly have no idea to what end like there's like there's a very long stretch of time where it's like nobody is even like implying what potentially this boy's destiny might be it's just like at some point he will be so important um so maybe he still will be um i mean i kind of hope so but also uh it like it's sort of like it's sort of mega sucks for mantis that like so much of her whole existence and like significance in comics has been tied to the child that she would eventually give birth to. like it's not even like mantis is the most important in the universe it's like mantis is important because her son will be really important um which is like obviously nothing new if you're a, a woman in comics to have your worth tied to um a man and to like being a mother 
And it's nothing new if you're a woman in the world or in any fiction. Um, but it's still like, I think at least part of her like being in Guardians of the Galaxy stuff is like, well, at least she has had the baby and the baby is not here and she can like have any sort of storyline that's not related to the baby she may or may not be having. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been, uh, I, it's, it's been a rough, like, 50 years, uh, for Mantis and her agency as a person. Sorry to Mantis. Sorry to Mantis. Um, hoping, hoping that will change. I mean, I'm hoping that will change because, you know, she's been, like, prominent in the MCU, but I feel like probably that would lead to them, like, making her comics version more similar to her MCU version, which, uh, they do a lot. I mean, they've definitely done it with, uh, Peter. So, um, I mean, that, like, it would be fine, but it would be different. So, we'll, we'll see. But, uh, sorry to Mantis for truly so many things. Um, I hope you get to eat some men's heads at some <laughs> point. Um, did you, um, I mean, I know you've been, uh, deep in, in, in the cosplay minds. As I am once, once again, um, embroidering during this episode. Love that. Love that for you. Uh, um, I did. I did finish Orem though, so I'm very yay! excited. Uh, hopefully, I will have some pictures in the Discord as I take them uh, <sighs> next weekend at WonderCon. Fuck! I can't wait. Um, and all I have to do for Hunter is a shirt and pants. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing, it's funny to say it because it is like, it sounds like the whole thing, but I know you've done like the complicated stuff. Yeah, I'm like halfway done with um the embroidery. Like, I'm Hell just, yeah. I'm, I'm doing like detail work now. Um, and the pants I've done, you know, the most complicated bit, the zipper. Uh, <laughs> messed it up a little bit, but it's fine as long as it zips and, you know, yep. there's gonna be a sweatshirt tied around my waist over the fly anyway, so it doesn't matter what it looks like. Yeah. So, you know, I've just gotta do the rest of the pants and then, uh, put the embroidery onto just a shirt that I got at Michael's and then, and then we're done. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I do have Thursday morning before I leave. And depending on if work is closed because of weather tomorrow, maybe that. <laughs> I will do my best to manifest that for you. <laughs> um, I also did not read any comics. Um, I think there were a couple things. Um, oh, one thing that I think was announced last week but i uh forgot to mention it because uh there were so many other things 
um, happening. Um, DC announced, like, another kind of, uh, slate of new titles for, uh, Dawn of the DCU, uh, one of which will be, uh, Tom King writing Wonder Woman, um, which I'm very curious about, um, because Tom King has not done a lot of female protagonists. Um, better not fuck this up, Tom. You better not fuck it up, Tom. Tom, listen to me. It's so important. Um, so I am very curious. Um, the little, the interview I read with him about it seemed like, uh, like I liked some of the stuff he said. Um, I think, like, I don't think Tom King is, like, bad at writing women um i think many of the women in the tom king stories i've read have been like a little one-dimensional but i think that's partly just like by virtue of them not being the focus of the story um and i do think uh strange adventures um Alyssa is that her name i do not um, know I'm so sorry um to uh Mrs. Adam Strange. Um <laughs> but uh hold on. I have to google it to make sure. Adam Strange wife. Alana. I'm sorry Alana. I was like Alyssa's not right, but it's close. Alana in Strange Adventures, I thought was very good. So don't fuck up Wonder Woman, Tom, please. Um also uh a couple of uh, Hellfire Gala looks for this year have started dropping. Um, we have a Russell Dodderman uh, Jean look and a Christopher Anka Emma look. Um, both look great. Uh, very ex- Hellfire Gala is like I think the best idea that like Marvel has had. Just like what if every year um, the X Men all had like. A crazy party where they put on amazing outfits. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, they're just, absolutely. They're just like, hey, people love the Met Gala. Can we do yeah, that but for X-Men? Right. <laughs> um this uh this year's uh Hellfire Gala is going to apparently lead directly into the summer fall of X event, which I still ugh I'm still stressed about it but they're they're still having the hellfire gala so like they're not things haven't gone wrong yet um or they have or they're just and they're just still having they're just partying through it um which you know good for them um there's weirder stress responses (laughs) yeah truly um they also um they're gonna be doing a uh like real life like in-person hellfire gala at comic-con this year which you can go to which um i think is amazing um and uh also apparently um marvel did announce uh this year's pride special like today like a couple hours ago and i just googled it like while i was talking and now i'm trying to figure out (laughs) 
<laughs> what's gonna be in it um uh it looks like uh okay yeah well this is all the stuff that's currently please um okay black cat story i think um billy and teddy obviously um every year um a bunch of new characters um and a story apparently leading into uh, an as yet unannounced X-Men title. Um, so, uh, gay X-Men team, I guess. Um, anyways, uh... What X-Men team isn't gay, though? That's, that's every X-Men team. Look at them. Uh, but, yeah, excited, uh, excited for Pride Month, as always. Um, I, I gotta... <laughs> Try and look at these variant covers later when I'm not trying to also, <laughs> like, process information and report it in real time. Um, but that being said, if you, if you guys want to, uh, keep up with us, um, see when we post new episodes, you can follow us at Capes and Japes on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook. Um, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Discord server that everyone is welcome to join. You can, uh, see Briar's cosplay pics this weekend. You can come talk about Marvel Pride. You can do all kinds of things. Um, it is a cool, chill space. Um, we have a Patreon if you want to support us on there. Uh, you can get bonus content, uh, watch things with us, help us pick what we talk about. Um, if you are not able to do that, but you want to support the show, uh, leaving a rating and review is very much appreciated, and we would give you a shout out. Uh, telling a friend about the show if you think they might be interested, and just coming back and joining us. As you have done once again today on Capes and Japes, thank you very much. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, sign me up for the gay X-Men team. <laughs> I am first in line, baby.